let me tell you something, girl. We can meet back here every single night because I love doing this. I love these late night shows. All day yesterday, I was thinking about coming back over here and doing the same thing that we did last night. I love it. Nobody has to know. I don't know exactly what time we're going to do it every night, but hit me with that text. I'm telling you, I'll be right there. We can do this. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Landscurve Late Night Live. Through my phone, it was so comfortable to lay in a bed and do a live show. Now, tomorrow, I plan on doing something with the equipment, getting callers in and stuff like that. I said that today, but I said, you know what? I had this on my mind all night. And there's always something that hits me at the last minute. Now, I'm not going to really scope the chat room. Um, let me do that right now. I'll leave it open, but oh, sweet D, sweet D. Ayapo, I had my phone ring it down again. I didn't hear the calls coming in. Ayala, Ayapo, sweet D, sun kissed. Wow, we're all here. Look, I don't waste time going to the whole auditorium and greeting them and all that stuff. You look around, two hours is gone. You saw the banner, you saw the title. I read up on it a little bit, but I want to talk to something a little up, it's a little bigger than, than just this. Okay, Velma, what's her name, Dinkley? Dinkley? Can I get the word <laughs> D-I-K-E out of that word? <laughs> Maybe they had this plan from years ago, but I don't know. And I'm freestyling, y'all. It's late at night. I have a little bit of fatigue in me, but that makes me feel high. It's a natural high. Uh, right now, it's 3.12 a.m. in Accra, Ghana. That's where we're broadcasting from. But you know what? It doesn't matter where our physical bodies are. It's all about the spirit. It's all about the connectedness. And it's all about being able to speak freely. Didn't we have uh, freedom of speech last time I talked? I mean, people have all these freedoms and, and, and hate crimes and protection from the hate crimes. You mean a black man can't talk? When everybody else talks, it's okay. But when I see something, I can't talk. You got to be uh, restrained in your, in, in your speech and you can't say anything? Is this the world that we envisioned from 10 years ago, from 20 years ago, from 50 years ago? I'm 59 years old. I didn't think the world was going to be like this. I mean, I, you know, Scooby-Doo, what's up? <laughs> you don't care what Velma does as long as you get a Scooby snack. But see, Velma has her mind on some other carpet munching snacks. Hey, I'm not knocking you. I'm not knocking you. Whatever you want to do, do it behind closed doors. But you know what? I'm very angry. Stop going after our kids. Stop going after our children. What's the purpose of that? To put a little curiosity in their mind about sexuality. Why should kids who, okay, tell me, you tell me, you tell me, what is the targeted audience of Scooby-Doo? College graduates? It's okay if you watch it because you have the mental capacity to understand. But you shouldn't have to understand that in a cartoon. And why are you putting this stuff in? And they say there's no agenda. And the ones who live that lifestyle, there is no agenda. There is no agenda. You lie to yourself and you lie to everybody else because that's what you like. Do you think the crackhead is going to petition down at City Hall to remove crack houses from the neighborhood? No, but that's, that's because that's what you like. 
That's what you like. So you're not going to go against it. You're not going to go against it. But you see folks like me in my age group and most of us who are old enough to understand, they say, you know what? We ain't going to try to come against you. You can rant and rave all you want. You're going after the children. Because when you look at how they're putting these things, just a little while ago I did a show on Robin, Batman and Robin. I'm questioning Batman now. You're down in the Batcave with Robin? And Robin looking at you a certain way, both y'all in tights. You know, Robin might want to hit him off on his knees. I don't know. I'm, anything goes now, it seems like, in this world. You know, when I was younger, much, much younger, single-digit ages, I've said it before. I used to love looking at all types of magazines. And I used to love looking at the ads. I, I, I was a little different. Maybe I was touching the head. Maybe I was special. special Or what? I don't know. But I tried to figure out, this is from a young age, like, who are they trying to reach with this ad? That's the way I was. And when you see an ad, or when I used to see an ad for a Lincoln Town car, you know, projected, yeah, we can do what we want as Black people, but mainly in America, it was that uh, white 50s and 60s, my kids are grown now. And I'm about to retire, but I'm still going to work because I'm probably a CEO or own a business. So I want this Lincoln. Now, they may have something else a little more practical, but that white man had that Lincoln town car. It damn sure wasn't targeted for us. When they had the, um, the Chrysler 300 come out, there was heavy ads came out toward black people. Ebony Magazine, BET, and you know, the cool music and he pulls up in his Chrysler 300, 300, and there's this fine woman that comes out toward him, right? So it's, it's, it's strange to me how they can use these tactics the same way to market homosexuality, to market lesbianism, to market transgender. I'm saying it as it is. Mark, look. Anybody who doesn't like me saying this, and you happen to be in the LGBTQ, elemental P, whatever, you know, man, they're going to take over the alphabet. Trust me. It's going to be all kind of designations. And they're going to have to make up letters. There ain't going to be 26 letters no more. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That old man put his penis in me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be, it's gonna, they're going to have nursery rhymes with the bad boy. It's a weird world we're living in. But listen. If you're in that community, and there's some black folks, no same gender loving community, okay, whatever you call yourself, do you condone this? Do you condone the marketing of anything sexual in a period of time in a child's life where they should be focused on learning the foundation? They don't even have sex urges. They don't have sex urges, but some people say, well, from five or six, you know, I kind of knew it. I kind of gravitated. But you didn't know nothing about no oral sex, no anal sex, no, no sex in the vagina, eating, you know, licking, sticking, and analingus. And you didn't know nothing about that. And if you did have these feelings, what was put in place from back then that was milder than what they're doing now? They're putting all kind of things in the foods that manipulate hormones, all this soy protein and soy this, yes, it has an effect. 
on testosterone. That's why I call them soy boys. S-O-I, soy boys. I made that up. Maybe somebody else used it. I don't know. And then you have these other things now that they're putting in. I always say it, atrazine. How do you spell it? A-T-R-I, no, no, I'm sorry, A-T-R-A-Z-I-N-E. I'm pretty sure that's where you spell it. Fertilizer they use in America, mainly California, Texas, and Florida, with majority states that they used it heavily. And it's proven to turn a male frog into a egg-bearing female frog. Now, we're not frogs, but that in our food would have to have some effect. See, they're not coming one way. They're coming a multifaceted of, of, of ways to come and steer the mind of your child, the body, the spirit, the soul. And you're okay with that. If you, so, so you're telling me that if you are in those communities, that you, you know better than a pedophile. Let them have a childhood. Let them have a childhood. So now Velma comes out. She's coming out in the movie. I forgot the name of the movie. It's coming out soon. I think they have a trailer or a clip or something. Maybe it's already out. I don't know. I don't care. Because it's going to be somebody else next week and two weeks somebody else. But they insinuate a show or whatever. I read it how they did it, but I didn't see the clip. It's going crazy on Twitter right now. But that's the push. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? <laughs> he ain't got nobody to hang out with now because Velma's going to be with her chick. Like I said, if you grown and that's what you do, that should not be something that you condone in the curriculum of schools or in the cartoons. It's, it's, it's becoming too prominent now, right in your face. Right in your face. And they don't give a damn. Carefully and shrewdly constructed to steer and coax your children that way. Why? I, I, I smell some kind of pedophile spirit too, because that's there. And that's next up at bat, even though it's something that's, that's going on on all levels right now. Hollywood, Hollywood swinging. <laughs> Remember that song, Cool the Gang? Do, 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 uh, do, do, do. Telling my age, but that's what it is. And Hollywood is about deception anyway. And I extend that umbrella onto where they, how they make the cartoons. See, you work hard. Many of us work hard. Both parents have to work hard. One of those parents gonna have an extra job. If it's a single mother, I applaud you. Single fathers, we got a lot of single fathers out there too, so it's not just a single mother thing. But I would say there are more single mothers than single fathers. I don't know, know the statistics, find it and put it in the comment section. I'm just here to stir your mind. We just rapping, we just hanging out. You know when you come home and you got your groceries, you ain't driving and you're walking home and you see your friend on the steps and you put the bags of groceries down and you talk, I'm only gonna talk here for five minutes. And you end up out there for like an hour and 15 minutes and you got to pee now. Now you got to go inside the house to go pee because you can't make it home. That's the way it is here. Very much impromptu and unscripted. But we start out with something and we roll with it. I love doing these. Even while I do the other shows. I miss my rooftop today. <laughs> Maybe I should double up tomorrow. But anyway, 
It's marketed toward our children. Why? Why? And if you're in that community and want to turn your head and you think it's some kind of way of, way, way of gain or to applaud, because in one of the articles I wrote, they said, yes, now she can come out to a standing ovation. Who is doing the standing ovation? As you, you, you're applauding somebody who is the Pied Piper of homosexuality marketed to the kids. Is it marketed for you? I can't stop you from watching Scooby-Doo. I might watch a Scooby-Doo if it's in front of me. My mind is too busy for that. I understand I had my Scooby-Doo years, but why are you going to where the children are? That's like a pedophile who never got caught wanting to work at a daycare. There are a lot of pedophiles who never got caught, but that's in their heart. So they do what it is to, to get near to what they want. Just like years ago when I was doing bodybuilding and from 1980 on up, all these gay white judges, like, they never touched a barbell in their life. Why are they here? You know why. But nobody wants to say anything to the hierarchy because either they're going to lose their, their job, they're going to lose their YouTube channel, they're going to lose some friends. There are a lot of gay people who know me, LGBT, whatever, whatever, that know me. They communicate with me on, on an intellectual level because they understand what's going on. I'm good with that. You do what you do. Don't push it on my kids. You understand? This should not even be. Who, 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 look, I'm boycotting the bad boy. For real. And, and maybe <laughs> it may not make a difference because kids are going to want to see it. And some parents don't care. But if you expose your, your, your children to that, that's just, see, they're not trying to rip the tree out the ground. They're trying to chop the tree down with soft little, you know, chops, just soft little chops. You won't even hear it. They'll take all night, chop, chop, and you in the bed sleeping. You don't hear this. You fell asleep the TV on. The radio might be playing. You know, you might be getting busy. But out in your yard, chop, 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 real soft, undetectable. Robin, chop. Velma, chop. These other characters, chop. But the kids sneak and look on TV, that's adult. And anyway, still, too, the adult stuff. Don't you forget that your children see that? Don't you think they're curious to see what you're trying to stop them from seeing? See, my father told me the world from young. He was like, yo, that's a dude right there in a dress. And this is how they get down. You know what I mean? This is what they do. This is what whatever. As I was ready for it. It wasn't traumatic to me because I knew the deal about life. But too many of us as parents, the caregivers, whatever you call it, auntie, grandma, so many of y'all want to be on the television in the next room and you let your kids stay in the room with their computer, what you think they Google them? Especially if you're talking about it in a in in a way of uh, that it's not right. Come on, now porn. We know that. I'm gonna bring up the story, which has nothing to do with the title. But I was driving the bus in Orlando one day. I used to drive for Links, and these young girls, 12 and 13, in the back, they had their little look like a Catholic school. It may not have been a Catholic school. It was a school they had to go to the way to wear a uniform, some kind of private school. And they were uh, look. I'm gonna say it. I'm not going to be, this is nighttime, y'all. <laughs> they were talking about sucking dick. They were talking about the techniques. And it wasn't just like hold it and suck it. No, 
They knew what to do for their man. They knew the visuals to provide. Well, you know, you wear your little short skirt and let them see this and let them see your tangents. And, you know, and I'm like, yo, ho, 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 who? It ain't no 13-year-old boy teaching them that. And she was like, oh, I'm going to send you that clip because she was second to good. I'm going to try. What? They were messing with much older men. 45, I think the oldest one was. Well, my, my boyfriend, 37. My aunt, 45. The older the man was, the more proud they were. You know what I mean? One bragged about going on some fishing trip with the family of the man that she's sucking off several times a week. I'm like, what the heck? What can I do to her? I would love to have found out and expose his ass. Too many of us have this attitude, hey, my family, it ain't going to affect me. Yes, it will. It's going to affect somebody if you allow it to become a tidal wave and a tsunami. We got to open up our mouths and stop some of these things from going on. We got to show up at some of these studios where they produce these, these cartoons and these movies and make a scene. Nothing to get you locked up and videotape that bad boy and put it out there and make it go viral and let people start talking. We got more power than we think. We're either scared or don't want to be bothered. It has nothing to do with us or we have our own vices that we indulge in. So everybody is caught up in something. Man, I won't hear nothing about that, man. Let me just go on and get this weed, man. Just, you know, get a little honey from around the corner, man. Get me a little, little vodka, man. We, we, we straight. You don't hear that shit. That's the problem. Can we give up our vices for something that's righteous? Can we give up a little bit of something? You grown. You know what you like. I'm not going to try to stop you from living. Maybe you worked hard all your life and said, this is a little bit of time I want to enjoy before I leave this earth. I'm good with that. But give a little bit back. Because even if you don't have children, other people have children. I mean, children that are going to sit there and through the insinuation of what they do in the cartoon. I don't think Vilma's going to break out in Carpet Bunch or whatever. 20 years from now, they'll be doing that in cartoons. Maybe sooner than that, the way the world, world is going. But I already see the next level. If you're in the LGBTQ community, which I, I see them as mostly white people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the black folks that are in it, they're like token Negroes, like, you know, who don't want to be Negroes, right? Because you can't be black and call yourself in that first and then be black after. You can't do it, especially for an or the organization, organizations that fly under that banner. And then when, when your black brother gets shot, or your black sister gets raped, them LGBTQ flag-waving people don't come, come to your rescue. That's what you're doing over there. Like I say, every time I see them, I have to sing that song. There's a little black spot on the sun today. Supporting what? And we as a people, black people, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to label it, kinky hair, wide nose, big lips, beautiful ass, whatever you want to call it, we're not standing up for ourselves. So every time I see a black person in some kind of LGBTQ group begging or protesting, whatever, for rights, you better be doing this first, the black thing first. And that's energy that you're wasting that you can do for us. We need all hands on deck. I said it before. The way they're trying to kill us off, whatever. Listen, sisters, you might be lesbians, but it might be required that, you know, you might have to procreate and bring some life, more life in the world. I say for everyone, they kill of us, make 10 more. Come out here to motherland and make 10 more. 
You can run free all this food out here. You get about 50 babies and they're stressing you. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what they don't like. And it's another form of population control. Population control of us. They, they want to multiply, right? But population control over us. Because you know, the motherlands, the population here in, 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 in Ghana, it's like the average population is something like in the 30s, high 20s, low 30s. They don't like that. And then we got longevity. This is why they're putting this high fructose corn syrup in every damn thing over here. You go in the store. Why do you have to taint what's natural? It's not a preservative. And I wouldn't even say you should put a preservative in there. Why? Longer shelf life? For, for a, a better chance to make it a, a sale at the expense of your body? But, oh, I can't say things like that. And they think, oh, it's sweeter. It's better. You put it on the label, put a picture of a big mango and, and mango nectar and dump a bunch of sugar in there. And because it doesn't say sugar, oh, oh there's no sugar in this. the hell out of here. I got to instruct you on certain things. That's why we need to talk across. They got so much over here that we can utilize for a better life and make their lives better with the knowledge of what we have. We're not better than anybody over here. But Memorandum 46 is a bitch. I'm telling you, they want to keep us apart. Exactly. That's what they want to do, keep us apart. So we don't fortify each other and fortify each other's lives. So this whole thing, and they're pushing it over here too. But Velma, I mean, that's a made-up character. I understand that. But um, they're, they're targeting our children. Leave the children alone. Please, somebody come to the forefront that's in the gay community, lesbian, transgender, whatever, everything that's not straight. Please come to me and tell me that I'm saying something wrong about stop targeting the children. Stop targeting the children. I'll make, if you think that you're right that of what they're doing, targeting our children. You know, it's just a cartoon. No, 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 we don't want none of that. Would you allow somebody who has the flu to come sneeze in your face and tongue kiss you down? You don't want no damn germ. The minute you find out that your loved one got the flu, you're like, hey, listen, I love you, but you gotta stay away from that. You ain't sleeping in the bed with them, you're somewhere else. Why do you wanna sleep with me? No, no, I just fell asleep on the couch. No, you didn't, you don't wanna catch no flu. You go in the room and the room smells like flu. You want to hold your breath for you and I'm just bringing you some orange juice. I'm out of here. So why do we accept these things that they, they place at us? And if you don't say anything, it's going to get stronger and stronger and stronger because we haven't done anything. Do you think they're going to go and do something in the so-called Jewish community to destroy that community or to go against what their culture is? <laughs> culture, right? Eh, let me not go there, right? They'll probably take this video down. But what I'm saying is that do you think you can go to any of these cultures where they hold certain things sacred, even if they're doing it too? Because this thing goes ac across all, ethnic all ethnicities and races. It's all over the world. I go out to go and get a couple of mangoes, go get some fruit, and there's some dude walking down the street batting his eyes. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't get away from this. I got to build that wall around my house real high because they ain't, they ain't coming in there. Probably try to send some gay drones. <laughs> Something. It's like, get away from me, like mosquitoes, man. And they're pushing it. And you're going to tell me they don't have no damn agenda? 
I heard that. I had numerous gay dudes on the show from years ago. And I had no agenda. I don't see no agenda. No agenda got me into it. But that uncle stuck his dick in your mouth and, and, and went down on you, made you feel, feel good, too young. And you every time you think of pleasure, you think of a man. And now you all messed up. Come on. Ain't no, ain't no, you know, and the other things, the other factors, it's a spiritual level to this thing too, man. It's not just the physical. It's a spiritual thing. Spiritual warfare, you think you just picking up spiritual swords and fighting spiritual demons? No, these things whisper things in your ears, things you have to struggle with, things that have happened to you in actuality. And, and these things are whispering. It's a constant battle over your mind. The body battle is easy. I'll fight 10 people and I might lose. I'm going to catch some punches. I'm going to get a bloody nose, jaw broke, whatever. I'll get seven, eight of them. I'm getting older, but I still have enough ju juice in my fruit to get at least a few of them. And damn, scurvy must have been something when he was younger, 20, 20 years old. Damn near 60, and I still got that fire in me. But it's more than just the physical. It's the mental. Because, see, you can do your body well. Train it, run, lift weights, resistance, and eat, eating the, uh, the exercises, um, eating the good food, whatever. And now in your mind, your mind is messed up. Your mind will infiltrate your whole being. You see what I mean? So it's on your mind, your spirit, your soul, your body. It's a constant battle. But, they, but they've plugged up all the holes. Any way we can, can get a little escape and get a different perspective on things, they, they, they're there. You drive down the street, you know, feeling good. A little rainbow in the car. Hey, oh, God, dog. And they talk about being proud of this. Proud. Of, am I proud for sticking my penis in the next woman's vagina? I'm proud. Of, look, this is what we're supposed to do. Any other little freaky thing I do, as long as it's a woman, be good. She likes it, I do it, be good. But am I supposed to go out in the world and say, I'm proud? Look at all the children all over the world. Everybody's screwing. Everybody doing their thing. Whether it's within a committed relationship or something casual, the whole range. Kudos to those who are in the committed relationships. I'm not trying to steer nobody the wrong way. All I'm saying, <laughs> like that song. Who made this song? Who made this song? Um, uh, Something country, something, something. It was back in when I was in corrections. It was back 19 or 2001 to 2005. That's when I was there in Orlando. And um, ah, what was the group? But it was the whole damn world is country. I don't know if you remember that song, right? Um, but I used to say to the other people because a lot of affairs were going on in the gym, the gym, the jail, <laughs> the gyms there too. Um, I used to say, the whole damn jail is effing. <laughs> because you'd hear them on the radio, meet me here, meet me there. Sound a little official. They go into the backseat of the van, go in little maintenance rooms and stuff. And I'm working the night shift, watching this activity like they don't think I know. I'm like, damn. But anyway, make a long story short, it's everywhere. This is the kind of fight. There was somebody who made a comment on one of the videos because we've been, you know, kicking on a lot of videos, a lot of content. And for me, it's still not enough. I'm supposed to be making content every minute of the day when I'm up. <laughs> it's the challenge, right? But they said, listen, how much are we going to have to endure? Haven't we endured enough? And I said, said something to the effect of, this is a warm-up. 
if you're bitching about this now, this is just a warm-up. You know, I know when you start the gym at first, you start warming up and say, man, this has been a long time since I've been to the gym because the warm-up, I, I could have threw this weight around or did this much a long time ago, you know, better than this. But like a muscle, it will shrink if you don't use it. Your mind will shrink if you don't use it. Your third eye will get boogers in the corner of the eye. You can't open it up. You know when you get the flu real bad and you wake up with this matter in your eye and it's like glue on your eyelashes and you're like, I can't even open my eyes. You got to take two fingers and pop, spread it up and then wipe that stuff out. But that's what happens to us. That's what happens to us if we don't utilize it. We got to look for things aggressively. Don't you think your children are worth it? We're their protectors. You know, some people think, oh, I just feed them and, you know, put them in front of the TV, put them in good clothes, and, and you know, they're in a nice house, a nice apartment, and I did, they did my job. No, you're the, they're their protector. You are their superhero. To hell with Batman. To hell with Superman. Whatever, whatever, man. Chances are they're homos, too. Trying to appeal to your children so you can screw this world up. Really, I'm saying it. If you don't want to do that, go ahead and do it. Keep, keep it away from the children. That's the bottom line of what I'm saying. Keep it away from the children. So I'm looking at the chat room here. Um, well, I'm glad you don't watch TV no more. <laughs> Ren H, did you say? What's their next body rubble from the Flintstones? Is really Barbara? Yeah, why are they turning this thing? I don't understand it. Simply Deep, how are you? Uh, yeah, they're going to show that. Let's just talk a little bit about what, what's going to come. You know, what's going to come in the next few years, next few months. Like I say, I do a little bit of everything. A lot of information comes on way, videos and stuff. Pop, 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 pop. Check this out. Check. I want to do all of them, but I can't do all of them, but I'll talk about all of them. And what I've noticed in the last few years with porn that has been sent to me and a couple of little things I'll seek out when I hear things. I go everywhere. I'm like the garbage man. When you want to get rid of your garbage, I'll take it and put it in the back of the truck. I'm the one that has to smell the stench. I'm the one that has to breathe all that funky, you know, garbage juice in, splashing up on my hand. And I'm going to tell you, it is a demonic thing. It is, because they're preparing our minds for that also. You know, they have porn cartoons that are not like cartoons, but it's 3D uh, uh, computer-generated images, and they have now demon porn. I don't know if anybody's seen it or wants to admit that they saw it because they don't want to admit that they watch porn or whatever. I'm not saying, yeah, go ahead and watch it, but we're adults, we see it. But they have a lot of ads on the side of some eight-foot demon with an eight-foot dick sliding all up inside the woman and the dick coming out of her mouth. He hitting her from behind. What is that? That's, that's getting you ready for what's there. Because... <laughs> Much of the sexual activity that we indulge in, we're not the only one in the room if we're not right with ourselves on a spiritual level. And when we have orgasms, trust me, there's other things. Those succubuses are just not sitting there. Well, we have to wait until they sleep and they're by themselves. They're there. They're sucking the energy out of us. You know, sometimes you have these orgasms. It's like a little too much. Like, oh, my God, it's three days later and my private parts are still throbbing. Well, maybe there was a little extra stimulation. I don't mean on a physical level, but I mean, once that energy erupts, you know, come on. It's like a barbecue where you planned for 20 people and 50 people showed up. Well, guess what? That food is gone quick. 
The same way you get overly drained, not physically, but on some different level. And I can prove that. How many of us have had a new partner? And, and your bodies and your, you're not synchronized. You're not spiritually synchronized. You're not physically synchronized mentally. You don't know. You talk, you, you, you're all aroused, but you don't really know what you're dealing with. And then you, you, you come to that climax, but then you're really drained more so than normal. You walk around all dizzy like you got a hangover. Like, what the heck is that? Most people who don't realize, man, there was some good stuff. It may not be on a spiritual level because you're blending with them. You're averaging out with them. And you're averaging out with what's around you that you don't see. There's more to this world than me see I. And what they show us on TV, they give us hints, but it also dumbs us down because there's so much stuff thrown at us to the point where it's right in our face and we don't even see it. That's a crime. They're going to have more stuff in the cartoons. You know, and, and they're lowering the age of consent. You know, NAMLA. North American Man Boy Love Association. Like I said, that been around from the 60s. But the, with the time when I went out with some friends in the 70s in a Times Square area when it was all dirty and sleazy, we were young teenagers hanging out. I ran in and took a leak in the doorway because the doorway was sunken back. It's like about three or four in the morning. I've been out there, you know what I mean? I lived a clean life, but damn, the 70s? I noticed things from way back then. And people, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You see that? You see? Oh, man. And I saw this door, the thing, they had it organized for them to even have property, to have a damn office. Don't think it's just some hearsay, happenstance type thing. This is an organized movement. To me, the, this thing they call Illuminati, like most people that don't understand, hey, man, Illuminati, you know, got my mind, body, and soul. Well, you're just saying so because you heard it on the rap. They don't even call themselves that. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But it's those world powers, but those world powers to me, they in contact with something that's out of this world. You know, I mean, how can you grow up hating nature? How can you grow up hating the planet and you want to destroy it? How can you grow up? What kind of upbringing did you have? What kind of circle were you raised in to hate nature? And we're people of nature. We're people of the sun. What kind of twisted way are you raised up? Now you want to season the cartoons. You want to sacrifice children and eat them, drink people's blood. You know, they, they were telling us from way back then about vampires. There are real vampires out here. Not the way they portray it, but they get your mind seasoned up for it. Want to have us walking around like zombies and we don't know. Give, give them more decadence. Let's make up Instagram. I've never seen women built the way I see them on Instagram. A couple of them, but my God. And they're getting these things done in their body. Nobody wants to be who they are. Everybody is going for this superficial standard and level of living, and they're not really living. When was the last time you hugged somebody that you loved, looked them in the eye, ate a meal across from them, that you say, come on, I got you. Let's get something to eat. What happened to these, these staples in our life that were damn near mandatory? You check up on people. Hey, baby, I'm just checking up on you. You all right? I ain't seen you for a couple of days. Oh, okay, all right, all right. No, no problem. Just hit me up. Maybe we we'll do something this weekend. Blip. And it feels good when they checked on me. I feel included. I feel loved. I feel a part of something. But now we've been programmed to be something that doesn't want to be part of us anymore. 
who she thinks she is, that red wig on mother ugly as she is. She better go in the gym, lose some weight, and I want the wig on someone. She damn stupid. She <laughs> she dropped out of school, whatever. You know, everybody got something to say about somebody else. We're all flawed. Let's 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 get with each other and make up what they don't have, and they can fill our voice collectively to be a united front. There's too many groupings. You know, I'm not going to even talk about the FBA, Adolf, and Indigenous. No, and when you listen to those things, especially the Indigenous, they only arguing. When you listen to the dudes up in Harlem and they out in the street with the microphones and I am Allah, 2X, so-and-so-and-so-and-so, you know, looking like somebody with a bald head and some one braid hanging out the head and they're supposed to have all this uh, uh, knowledge of what, but you dumb as hell. And you sit here and, and argue and entertain people who don't have a clue that what the hell are you talking about? You, you, you run across insecure women who may have low self-esteem. I'm not saying that, that, you know, but there are women out here who are not complete in their development, self-awareness and self-respect. And you see them, and you, you're charismatic and you're talking and saying this stuff and they submit to you, but they submitted to the wrong person because they didn't know. Too many of us are submitting like that. That was one example. If a white man gets up on the podium and starts talking, and he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. He could be a fraud. We submit to that. Because you have some people who are con artists who are so confident. You know, it's not just the your confidence. That's what they say, con. But confidence on so many different levels. Confident that they're going to rip you off. Confident that you're going to submit. Confident they can stand in front of you and they laugh in the back of their head. Ah, ha, ha, ha. They go another one. And I see many people like that. And growing up in America, I ran across many women like that. There are three different women that I knew, didn't know them, know them, but, you know, after they knew me a little bit, they wanted me to be their pimp. That's when I was back in the bodybuilding days and wearing jerry curls and stuff like that. Just because I was confident on one level, and you want me to, I can't do that. That'd be a disgrace to my mother. That'd be a disgrace, you know, a little freaky dick stuff I didn't mind, but I'm not going nowhere with you, and, and you want to go all the way out to Las Vegas, there was one in particular. Come on, daddy. Come on. I mean, we messed around and then I realized that was in her mind. That's what she was doing. I take care of you, daddy. No, no, I'm supposed to take care of you. I had friends of mine, man, you should have went with that, man. You know, you could have made a lot of money with that. I can't do it, man. Some things I just can't do. I've done a lot of things in my lifetime. But no, I can't take advantage of people like that and live with myself. That, that would be... <laughs> Even if time went on, I would be so guilty for doing something. That's a violation. You know, and for these dudes who get joy out of that and talk about it's the game and, you know, that's the life or never, would you pimp your mama out? If the answer is yes, you're crazy. Something wrong with you. But if you had to think about it, then what you're doing is wrong. Because that young girl may be somebody's mother one day or might be a mother now. And you're taking advantage of her. So we got to talk to each other. So, you know, we're talking about Velma coming out as a lesbian. But the attacks are on us. Other people already know what they want to do. They're in it. They don't give a damn. There's no continuity in their mind that they're going to live beyond. I know I'm going to transition one day. And, and I know I'm going to have to answer for that. I'm not talking no Christian stuff. This stuff is automatic in nature, whatever it will be. I don't have the, 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 the capacity, capacity 
capacity to really know. And I don't need to know because the one that has created us has it all worked out. All you got to do is submit righteously to what is right for you and your people. And it's the law, like positively Angela says, it's the law. There's certain laws that you have to submit to to keep yourself healthy, to keep yourself strong. I was listening to a, a video earlier as I did some things on the website, and it was a white lady. They got information too. And they want to keep themselves here too. And I'm listening to what she said and what she said about the diet and what she said about veganism, what she said about other things. And I'm going to tell you, I ain't a vegan no more. I'm not no steak eater, but I learned and I learned some more tonight. And I'm going to go a little bit. No, no, I'm basically 90% plant-based. Don't get it wrong. But there's certain things that you need that don't come from that. So Hey, listen, I'm honest. I'm going to tell you, like I tell people, <laughs> if I was a homo, I'd be like, yo, I'm a homo. Or I go both ways. That's, that's what it is. But it doesn't have to have no dealings in our business. But I'm a straight man. I'm a flaming straight man. But that's the thing. We have to learn how to evolve and grow and make sense and take our time and our awareness will grow and go as long as we have a desire for that. As long as we have a desire for that. You know, but this stuff, stuff is so engineered and we just slopping it up because it looks like a cartoon. We're going to feed it to our kids. We're going to take our kids. I don't know how the movie's going to come out. I don't think it's going to be in a movie theater, right? It'll be streamed or something, but we're going to make sure. Is there something that we pay for? I don't know. Is there something that comes with a um, with HBO or whatever they have on Netflix? I don't know how the delivery is going to be, but I know you'll probably be able to get it in your living room. That's the way of the day. It's, um, yeah, no beef or pork, right? But there's certain things I learned today, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to talk about it, and I want to put it out there. I'm going to get the video so, and share it when we do have that type of show. But to me, in any anyway, it made sense with things that were happening in my body from years already. And I'll say this one thing. We, we, we think about our bodies and the whole fitness thing and, oh, uh, you're lean. We don't want to have no fat on this. I'm lean. I ain't got no excess fat. But it should be about how much muscle we have. We don't think about that. And our skeletal muscles and the, and, and, and the uh, amino acids that we don't get, that we need. Because I've been feeling real brittle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like before, you know, the last two or three years I'm strong. I'm strong because I was damn strong from before, but I shouldn't be feeling this weak. I don't feel weak, but the drop should not be like that. And I, and I found out why tonight I had an epiphany moment. I was like, oh man, that answers it. And I'll spread that on to you. And, and I see this whole thing differently. And I don't want to go off in that topic, but I just want to say that they're fooling a lot of us. See, and I just say on the whole vegan move, movement in the metropolitan areas and the you know populated areas and whatnot, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing for a time, right? But then now uh, it makes it it makes it sensible. That's the word I was looking for. 
to go into Whole Foods and just because it says vegan on the box, it could be poison for you. See, many of us who are vegan, it's always about, oh, I don't eat no meat. I don't eat no meat. I don't eat no meat. But you lived on McDonald's French fries for the last few days. I'm not saying that's really true, but we missed the mark. It's knowing what we need in, in the proper, you know, amounts. And I'm going to have an open panel when I do do that. So I want people to dispute me. I don't know everything, but I learned a whole lot. And when I look back on my last few years, I'm like, this is the reason why this, this is the reason why that. And they're going to bring you into a state of sickness because now you believe in this processed stuff that they say, oh, it's vegan. Because you're thinking about the wrong thing. It's all about them skeletal muscles, y'all. That's why we, when we fall and we get older, we, we brittle. We broke the hip and all. Yeah. But that's, we're going to have a short and long discussion on that. I want to bring some people in who are far knowledgeable than I. I'm just a dude who likes to read and snoop around and pick up information. You know, but I feel much stronger now at this age. But um, what are we going to do about it, y'all? I mean, they're doing what they're doing, and they're not even, it's like they're not even hearing people like us. And they don't care. Because as long as they have these media outlets and the government and the powers that be signing off on it, it's like, who, who are you? So the best we can do, instead of just yelling out about it, protect your kids. Talk to them. Make them know what the real deal in this world is. You got to start talking to them because they got questions. From when they're two, three years old, four years old, whatever, give them the answer. If they have the presence of mind to ask you something. Mommy, daddy, how come that man is wearing a dress? Don't give them no faded answer. Sit them down in, in a simple term now. You can't just go in detail. But break it to them. Children are sponges. And see, this is what the enemy knows. This is what they know. This is what they know. So if we can become the foundation of that child's mind, that we got them for the rest of their lives. But we have our children's minds first. We got to keep that stuff away from them. And when they ask, we got to tell them, but tell them what's right and wrong from wrong. You don't leave them to these factions out here so they can get their minds confused. Because really and truly, somebody told me not too long ago, said, Lance, you know, you're doing a lot of stuff, but you know you don't have much time. I said, well, a lot of us don't have much time, but I'm not going to think about time because it's an artificial construct, but I do utilize it while I'm in this world. But I'm in a timeless place as far as what I do. And he said, yeah, that's all well and good, but you know you're going to be in this life more old than you are young if you live a lengthy life. I said, it doesn't matter as long as I'm productive. I understand that. I understand American cars, you got to watch out once they hit 100,000 miles. And maybe Japanese cars go a lot longer, three, four, five, whatever, depending on how you take care of them. But it's, it's, it's what you're doing at this moment. Because a minute for me, at almost 60, is different for one who is newborn. Three hours for me is a drop in the bucket. But for someone who is two years old, I remember me and my mother were somewhere and we were waiting on somebody. 
we were waiting on somebody for some reason. They were from out of town. They didn't know nothing about New York City. So we were in midtown Manhattan waiting for them, maybe to come through on a bus or something like that. And my mother would never starve me, but we kept thinking they're going to be there the next five minutes, next five minutes. It was three hours before they showed up. And the first thing we did was get something to eat. You know what I mean? Because three hours for me was a long time. But three hours when you have your mind right, the intelligence, the drive, the mission, and the purpose, you can do a lot more in three hours than that one who doesn't know. So I don't care about the time. I'm going to roll with this until the wheels fall off. I'm always going to be a thorn in the side. I decided to be that. And I live a wonderful life. I live a peaceful life. I love my life. I do. I enjoy it. I'm not some angry dude walk around and conspiracy theories 24-7, but I'm going to talk about it. See, when you are where you're supposed to be, every moment is pleasurable. You know, I used to watch the guys in the gym work out, lift this heavy weight and whatever. I'm not going to say that's where they were supposed to be. They had hang-ups and shooting drugs and stuff and doing whatever. But when you, when you kind of, we're all searching for the light switch in this dark world. And we're talking about that dark world because the world really, for us, the world of the creator is not a dark place. And that's where I can retreat into and get away from the mess. No matter where I am out here, it's not just the physical location of being in Africa. Because I can come out here and get, I've seen people come out here and get hooked up in some mess. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm not here to do that. But wherever I am, wherever you are, as long as you can escape into yourself, reason with yourself, Meditate within yourself. You have a massive inner verse. But too many of us are looking outside to the next person to give us the answer. Research. Think. It will come to you. Go to that quiet place. Get away from people for a while. Figure this thing out. We're all handed that Rubik's Cube or a tangled ball of yarn, whichever one you can relate to. And it's our job, job to figure it out. It's our job to untie it and untangle it. We're all, like I said last night, we're all dealt a different hand out of the deck of life. You can't make that stop you. Be a winner. You can be a winner even if the world doesn't know who you are and you just sweeping a maintenance man somewhere, a maintenance woman somewhere late overnight shift in a school. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you see the kids coming, you're like, oh, it's time for me to get on the body here. It doesn't mean you're a loser. You see so-called artificial worldly standards that have us lusting after, oh, I'm not happy until I get a Bentley. Well, a lot of you ain't going to be happy. <laughs> I'm not going to try to discourage you from going for whatever, but that, that doesn't last. Me sitting up here this time in the morning, 401, in Accra, Ghana, I'm looking at the mountains. You know, I, I'm cool. I'm full of energy. I woke up late. I should. My hours are completely screwed up. But I'm okay with that because I'm producing. I couldn't have a better time. If I was in a club, and I'm a man, so I'm speaking as a man, and it was a big dance floor with 500 naked ladies dancing, trying to get up on me, that, that, that would not bring me more joy than what I'm doing right now. Seriously. Now, if you ask me that question when I was 20, I'm like, forget this. Where's that club? <laughs> You know what I mean? So we evolve. We understand. But so many of us are stuck. And that's where the problem is. Because we're stuck in our ways, stuck in our thoughts. We don't realize that each brand new day is a new opportunity to learn yourself and get to know yourself better. 
to arm yourself, to sharpen your swords, to educate yourself more. Self-educate yourself. Why are you paying some old gray-haired white man in a school somewhere all this money and you come out and you can't even get a job to justify the debt that you're in? That hustle. But yet, so they say you have to have paperwork. You have to have the, the, the degrees and to do this. And then they don't want to hire you. Well, damn it, there's a book on every subject. There's a website on every subject. You can say, you know how much stuff I learn every day? I'm not even talking the same way I did 10 years ago. Or, or what was it? August 11th, 2011 was the first blog talk radio show we ever did. And it was a mess. <laughs> I couldn't control nobody speaking. They yelling over each other. I didn't understand this thing. But the more I understood myself and got to know myself, and I've always been confident now, it wasn't a lack of confidence, but then I could master anything. So now I look at these different areas of expertise and know that if I wanted to do it and I apply myself to it, I can do anything I want. So that's why I move fearlessly like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't look, I don't want to be around. Look, I'm gonna say the N-word, y'all. I don't want to be around no, I don't know niggas. I don't want to be around them. I don't know. I don't need you to be sucking for me my confidence. Because I know. And if I don't know, I'll find out. And if I find out, I'll take the steps to make it making it reality, bringing it forth in fruition. I'm a creator. I'm not the creator. But I'm a, I'm a creator. If my last name was Skirvin and my parents were, well, I am a Skirvin. I might have been three years old, but I was that. I'm bigger than that. They raise you up. They go down. Not in a bad way. The earth calls their body back. The essence goes back to where it came from. And I'm, I'm here doing what I'm supposed to do to make things better on their shoulders. That's your part. What about the people who built the pyramids or the wall of China? I'm not giving them props like that, but I got, I, got, I got to give them props like that. They started building stuff that they knew they wouldn't be around to see the end of it. Most of these bridges, a lot of these bridges from back in the day, when they, when they, they didn't have no big tools, no big power things, lift things up. They started out doing something that they didn't even know the end of. Your children come to you. Their gifts they don't belong to you, but you take care of them and you groom them as you should. But you sitting back and you letting them watch these filthy cartoons that are grooming them in, in ways that they're not supposed to go. Like they say, life is a vapor. You're here today and gone tomorrow. Most people who, are, who die, I have to say it that way. We know that we go on, and but most people who die, they're busy brushing their teeth in the morning before they go to work. Yeah, man, on the phone too. Yeah, that chick, man, we gonna go to lunch. Man, I'm gonna see if I'm gonna get that later on. And you don't even live through the commute. You run over by a truck. You got to think, of, you got to think that way because time is so precious. And the pull of the world on your children's mind is so strong now. You bite into a piece of cake today. It's, it was no cake like that from back in the day, unless your mama or your aunt, or your grandma. You know how that is. Nobody made better cake than my mama. We understand that. But them children now, and they got chemicals in them things to turn them a certain way. Can I prove it? No, I really can't. I'm not a scientist. I can't break it down. But they're hitting us through the food. They're hitting us through the food. 
the things and chemicals in the food that, look, you take one chemical and they say, you know, it should be not much ingredients when you buy something. If you do buy out of a package, three, if it's oats, it should be oats. <laughs> you know what I mean? It shouldn't be oats and 15 other things. And you individually research one of those chemicals and they, well, they say it's okay. You don't need no chemicals. I don't see no chemical trees. Then I don't need it. But then when you see one chemical that they say is innocent and it combines with another one that's on that box on the side. But when they have a, you know, when those chemicals mix, they become something else dangerous for you. Then they got to do a recall. They're always doing recalls because they got it wrong the first time. And there's some things I want to say about, you know, this thing that's going around, they say, worldwide pandemic. I spoke to Nurse Navaya earlier. And she, she confirmed some things with me. And I'm going to go on LanceScurve.com soon. And we can speak freely because it's not YouTube. Or even Rumble. I'm, I'm on Rumble a little bit. I got a few videos up there. I just set up an account there. And I'll be doing stuff over there too. But who knows? You know, we, we might come with something so fiery. Like, no, no, no. Rumble's for, for everybody else except the niggers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody, you know, they got their limitations. So while we, we, can, we, we can connect, we need to connect and fortify each other. When one person's feeling down or drained or out of it, they're supposed to be there, you know, freely to help them. That's what we need in this world. Because like I said last night, we're in a war and we don't even realize it. A battle here, a battle here or there. When you, when you read about and hear about World War II, the battle here and the battle of so-and-so, the battle, that was a whole thing, a whole war. It's not like they're gonna give you a heads up. Hello, black people. We're here to announce we're at war with you. They've been at war. We don't want sitting up in the trenches or sitting outside just walking into minefields and don't even know. We have no knowledge of what we're in. Skedaddling around and they've given us little treats and little things and little smartphones to distract our mind. And we have no clue. As long as you can give me a little piece of my advice, I'm okay. And you're on your way to death, feeling good. It shouldn't be that way, you know? But yeah, I'm going to wrap this down because I'm going to come back tomorrow night. I like this. At least I can pace the floor. <laughs> when I'm on, on screen, I got to sit there and whatnot, right? I don't mind. I, don't, I like that too, though. You know. But I want to give more content, but it don't have to be six hours straight. Something here on the rooftop, something here in the street, something here on the phone, something here in front of the computer. Letting people call in and they speak their mind. There's a little bit of different things, not just one big chunk of sitting there until like when you get up off the seat, you can fry eggs on the bad boy because the seat got hot. <laughs> no, we don't want that. We want to keep it moving. So I keep all these shows in a digestible length. So it's not like, oh man, that's a long show, but I can't watch that all at one time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we'll do it that way. So I'm looking into the... um. <laughs> Lightning McQueer. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> What's up? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to say nothing. But you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I don't mean nothing bad. <laughs> Unless you come here for something bad. But I don't. Lightning McQueer. That's a <laughs> superhero. <laughs> I don't insult you. So I'm not going to say nothing, right? <laughs> Lightning McQueer. Wow. I thought I saw it all. So I'm looking into the chat right now. So a whole lot to look over. And when I'm pacing the floor like this, you know, I um I don't really look into the chat room. It kind of 
throws me off because I wanted them to talk, and that takes me out of that zone, you know. But um, yeah, let me wrap it down. I've been yapping for a little bit over an hour, and um, that means I got another two hours of work to put this up on different platforms. So I'll probably get to bed six, seven. It, it, it doesn't matter. I'm really centered right now, and I'm focused. I'm where I, I'm where I should be. I'm getting a lot of things done. So don't think because I might not be doing as much that because there's going to come a time where you'll be like, yo, Lance, I can't keep up with you. So um, I was setting it up for that. You know, the powers that be in the world that are evil toward us. Well, you know, this is what I do. This is a hobby of mine. This is one of the things that I do. And I'm going to live that throughout all areas of my life, not just one. You won't, you know, oh, man, I saw Lance coming out to the club drunk, man. He was hugged up with two dudes, man. He was drunk. He went to well, a gay club or well, something, you know. Nah. I'm this way. I don't even look. If you knew how pale I was, or I am now, I go out. I'm in Africa, pale. I'm in Africa, not getting enough sun. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> I'm saying it like that. I'll cuss at night. <laughs> Spice it up. You'll see a different version of Scurve in the daytime. You know, so I give you all sides of it. But yeah, um, what more can I say? I'm just looking at this chat room. I'm gonna wrap it down soon. And um, it is what it is. If you're here and you're new. Make sure to download the app. <laughs> I should have had that going through the whole show, right? Make sure to download the Lance Curve app. I'm going to put more little things on it to get you directly to the different categories that I start up, which is a whole other technical thing and just, you know, splitting hairs and whatever. But, you know, I'm a one-man show, but I have the support of everybody, so I'm not really one man. But I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in my position. It's like when you watch football and each person has a position on the field of basketball or whatever. Even boxing, where you think it's one guy against another, they have a they have a camp, they have trainers, they have people watching, and they go by strict rules. They've been training for months for that. So I know my my, my little position, whatever it may be, and maybe they destroy everything I have. And one video gets by, one drawing gets by, one article gets by. It gets into somebody's hands that's crucial, and they say, I don't know who who wrote that or who was talking or who drew that picture, but it changed my life. You see, we have highlight moments when, in sports. Out of all the fights that Mike Tyson had, all the fights that Muhammad Ali had, all the Duncan, uh, uh, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James, whatever it is, I don't know basketball at all. It comes down to those few highlight moments that you remember that affect you. The fans will know all the stats and everything about them, but those who don't know, it's like what it comes down to. So you got to ask yourself, what is your life going to come down to? What is it going to come down to? And we're not talking about accomplishments and actual highlight reels. We're talking about the things that count. Usually they're unseen in the world. There's no notoriety. There's no applause for those people who are the real heroes who do the work and do what they're supposed to do when they're on this earth. Our bodies, yeah, they need maintenance. We eat, we sleep. (laughs) You know what I mean? We go to the bathroom. We require nutrition. That, that's tough enough to maintain that and then to have another mission on top of that. You maintain a home, you raise your children, you go to work, you do all these things, all these things that when we were younger, we didn't even really realize that we had to do them things. When we were young, eight, nine, 10 years old, you know, our parents tell us some things and we don't realize how hard it can be and how challenging it can be. Now you're mastering it. And sometimes you stay up a little late or you have an emergency, it throws you off, you feel drained. But if you're drained and feel weak, you come to your sisters or brothers that you know that you can come to and say, hey, listen, I need to talk. I'm feeling this way. Why can't we be therapeutic for each other? Why do we have to throw our arms up in self-defense? Because now 
our own people are coming at us in hate. Uh, like I always say, to the delight of the enemy. Oh, we love those niggas over there. They're killing each other off. Let's let's fund the barbecue. Lots of chicken, fried chicken, watermelon. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the ones who are actually doing the damn thing and the groups of people and the awareness, they want to quell and shut down the awareness. What good is a book if you don't read it? What good is a brother living down the block who has so much knowledge, but he don't talk to you because he got his ass on the shoulders? Then he ain't really doing the work. Oh, man, he righteous. He know a whole lot of stuff. But how much has he shared with you? Man, that's a good black business, man. He, but it's not like he's going to give you money, but bring you in and share with you how he got to that point. I'm going to bring up a name that mo most people on this podcast only remember unless they grew up in my neighborhood. We had, we had a toy store named Jack's, Uncle Jack's, and it was closer to the white neighborhood, and it was a white man. Remember Jack and Ethel, <laughs> and they were older, and they had this toy store, Uncle Jack's. But then now, we had another one come up. It wasn't a toy store, but it was a black man, light-skinned black man, mustache, you know, had some cute daughters and stuff. And that, his name was Mr. Cherry. I don't know what his first name was, but it was J.B. Cherry. And every time a young black boy or a young black girl stepped into his establishment, he taught you something in a way that you can digest, that, that, that gave you knowledge and changed your thought. He didn't lecture you. You see, sometimes we over talk to children and say, oh, you know, they, you catch them for a while and they say, oh, I don't want to hear. He's going to start lecturing us. No, he never stopped. He kept it moving. If you had to buy some pencils or a pad, because it was like mostly office um, stuff, you know, and, and all different types of machinery and printers and pens and, you know, just that type of stuff, right? Uncle Jack, it was toys. And he didn't tell you a damn thing. He'd look over them glasses and take that money so quick. And a lot of times it wasn't because he was old, he was giving you the wrong change. When he gave you the wrong change, it was in his favor. So Uncle Jack could have been a Klansman, man, or something. <laughs> But J.B. Terry, I know pretty much that he might not be with us now. But see, the little time he took with all of us changed our trajectory in the world and gave us a, 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 a foothold to go a little higher. Then after a while, as we got older, we started asking him questions about how to run a business, even if we weren't interested in his type of business. He would direct us. And see, my parents directed me, J.B. Cherry directed me, and there's a whole lot of J.B. Cherries out there that offered themselves something. But even if you forgot it, somebody else told you. Like I said, if I'm fighting somebody, I'd rather you have a brick or a half a brick in your hand to throw it at me if you're like eight feet away from me. Because I have a good chance of dodging that. But if you have a whole handful of sand and you throw it at me, it's going to get all in my eye. I can't dodge sand. And why am I saying this? It's because the small grains of sand is so small. One of them will hit you. But, but the brick, it can knock you out. But there's a good chance that you can defend yourself against the brick better and dodge that than a whole handful of sand. So let's be that handful of sand of knowledge to our people in whichever way. Sisters, you know, you might be cooking a bacon and there's a couple of girls visiting over. Call them onto the kitchen and say, well, listen, if you're baking a pie, you don't have to say, watch how I do the whole thing. 
Just tell them a little piece of how to do it. That's how Mrs. Scurve learned to cook from six years old, watching her mother. And she ran with stuff. And she'd never been to a school. But most people who eat her food, they say that's the best stuff that they ever. And she could think up stuff. If I mix lime with this and put cinnamon in that, I'm like, lime and cinnamon, what the heck are you talking about? And later on, I'm eating it up like, you You got to write that down. So whatever, even if it seems like an insignificant talent or ability or a bit of knowledge, share it with the children. Make them feel as though they count because they look to you for that. Don't turn them in the direction of the television center. They, they, they want that bonding. Because see, where we fail, Velma and, and Robin and all the people coming out, <laughs> these cartoons, they're winning. They're winning. And they're going to mess up the next generation. Look, okay, I don't know how the ages of everybody here, but let's just go back 25 years. Let's go back 30 years. Let's go back to what now? 1992. We know a lot of things were happening in 1992, but, but it's not like it is now. So if I go back to 1963 when I was born, or 1973 when I was 10 years old, even 1983 when I was 20, yes, there's a lot of things out there if you look for it, but it wasn't up in your face coming at you in a predatory fashion. Not even trying to fight with you no more. They want the children because they, like they said, <laughs> I believe the children are our future. Well, the predators are singing that. The predators are singing that. They're licking their chops. And we don't realize it. Well, anyway, <laughs> I've been talking enough. I'm going to wrap this down. Let me go. In. Remember, I'm on my phone now, so I take my time so I don't knock it off, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to wrap this down right now. And it's, it's always been wonderful. And that's one of the reasons why maybe I can't even sleep because my mind is even wound up. I got a little more work to do on the computer. I want to have this up on all the platforms. It won't take long because it's only one thing. So, um, you know, I'll be able to, I'm going to try to race the sun before the sun comes out, right? <laughs> anyway, you all have a wonderful night. And um, just know that I love you. And it is what it is. And I'm going to stay on some stuff. But these kind of shows we'll do at night because it kind of makes me sleep better, too, when I finally do get to sleep, you know? Anyway, take care. Much love. Landscape out. Download the app now. Go to landscape.com and leave some comments. Why are we called Negroes? Very crucial. Take care. More Why con content tomorrow. Much love. Why is everybody making progress? Yet we seem to be lagging so far behind. Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God, and our religion? Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So my friend, 
take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly that before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took jute, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So, my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. America, we were living in the east, by the Nile River, we were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality, we wore silken robes, slippers of gold, we were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told, now we are the poorest of the poor, nobody wants us at their door. And it's easy to tell White man heaven is black man hell When the white man came to America He told the Indian I am your white brother He said, red man, I'll treat you the best Yet and still he pushed the Indian further west With his white woman and fire water Tricks and lies he stole America The original owner of this nation Is cooped up on a reservation So my friend it's easy to tell White man heaven, black man hell Someone to work the land His back was too weak He needed you black man So he commissioned Sir John Hawkins To commit the world's Most grievous sin To take a man Who's born to be free And bring him down To slavery To sell a man As merchandise On his body put a price, a 
my friend, it's easy to tell White man heaven is a black man hell 